Thank you for listening to BLC's Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message, brought to you by John Crompton. For more podcasts, news, and other events, please visit breakthroughlife.co.za. So, part two. Looks like there are going to be a few parts as we, uh, as we look at this whole thing of, you know, the, the Lord's... The Lord's wanting to shift and change something in, in us as a people many, many, many years ago. Before Lisa and I arrived here, we, we got here towards the end of 2002. And there were prophetic words that had already been given to the congregation. That the Lord would raise us up as a resource center. And to, to many um, areas, we already are seeing that. People come, people come get refreshed. We'll have people come just for the worship and just get renewed. We'll have people come and visit and, and off they go again. We have people who come for training, for equipping our, our school of, of training. Uh, has seen many people from uh, 25 different churches come and get trained and equipped and, and being sent back. So we're seeing this. We, we see people from many other nations north of our borders come in and get trained and equipped. And so in that sense, there's resource that's been given. But we also know that there was the, the, the understanding that the Lord was going to raise up financial resources that were going to be released through this place because the Lord would find us faithful to not hold on to things ourselves that we might release and give to others. Uh, and this part, I believe the Lord is going to add to us, going to enlarge. We've done it in small measure, but I believe the Lord is going to do it in increasing measure. And, and so one of the reasons why I'm going through this perhaps a little bit more slowly as I, as I dig into these verses is because the Lord wants to ensure that our hearts are right so that we're doing things from the right motive. All right? We need to be Teflon Christians. So when the resources come, we just a channel. They don't stick to us. They just slide off us because there are places where the Lord wants to get resources to. So we mustn't have sticky fingers or sticky hearts. We need to be Teflon. Is this good? All right. So from Isaiah 61, and we've gone through this passage a number of times, so just very quickly. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim, and one of the things he's asked us to proclaim, is the year of the Lord's favor. All right? The year of Jubilee. Touched on that, we'll do it again in another time. But the whole aspect here is the cancellation of debts. That we should be in a position to be free to respond to the Lord's voice. And not having to be in, enslaved, if you like, to the bank manager. Amen? goes on in verse 6 and you'll be called priests of the Lord you'll be named ministers of our God you will feed on the wealth of nations and in their riches you will boast instead of your shame you will receive a double portion and instead of disgrace you will rejoice in your inheritance and so you will inherit a double portion in your land and everlasting joy will be yours so just these these highlighted parts here we, we understand that the Lord's intention 
is to release increase, favor, and we've even spoken about the fact that there's a double portion that's coming our way. Uh, this thing of inheritance. And, you know, this last week we, we said goodbye to Lisa's dad. And uh, so we discovered that actually he has got something in terms of inheritance that is, is coming our way. We, we thought there was zero coming our way. And all of a sudden, wow, we got a surprise. There's something coming our way. Now, it's not a lot, so don't come to me for a loan. <laughs> but the point is, we weren't expecting anything, and the Lord has surprised us. All right? And then what um, my father-in-law had, had uh, he was a very, very unusual, uh, maverick kind of a guy. Didn't concern himself with money and finances at all. He lived in a cabin right there at, at the seaside and uh, would fish. And I mean, he was a uh, provincial angler, so he, he knew how to take care of himself. And, uh, and just very carefree. And uh, so the, uh, the cabin that he's, he's in is, uh, worth, is estimated to be worth double what he said it was. You know, this year of double portion and the year of inheritance. It's kind of like, wow, we, we didn't expect these things. I'm just saying, you know what? We speak these things, and how about things actually begin to manifest in the natural? All right, so we have a sense of anticipation, expectation that the Lord is going to do this doubling thing. We were just chatting in the prayer time before, and one of the guys was just saying, you know, my business is poised to double in the next period. Like in the next couple of weeks. Um, come on, you business guys. How about it if your business was going to double in just a couple of weeks? How would you feel about that? Little golf clap. It's kind of boom. Man, double. Yeah. So we talk about double for your trouble. Yeah. You know, as we, as we push through and we push into things, but as we're looking at, um, you know, the doubling, the double anointing, all these numbers, and the very rare, you know, dates that we, we've had this month, you know, it's, it's just quite unusual. And it just happens to be, we get an extra day in this month as well, on the 29th. And uh, I just think it's quite remarkable that Sean Boltz is going to be with us on the 29th which is a leap year day, and there's got to be something prophetic in that. Yeah? So, um, so folks, I know that we sold out upstairs here, but downstairs in the overflow area, there's still uh, some seats. If you can, I, I, I want to ask you, would you come out? Because we want to draw on the word that the Lord has for us as a people. If you can be on the property, be on the property. Listen, We've even got screens downstairs. You can get your cappuccino while you watch on the screen downstairs. But let's, let's be on the property. Let's be, in a sense, live to receive the importation of the prophetic words that I'm trusting are going to be released over us as a people this coming weekend. Okay. You guys are going quiet on me now again. Do you know who this guy is? I know he's just a man, and uh, I, I totally get it. We don't kind of like blow trumpets and, oh, the man of God. We don't do that. You know that. But there's 
at times significant anointing that rests on certain individuals and you actually want to pull on that anointing. This guy talks to presidents, people. They fly him all over the planet. He doesn't go to many local churches. He thought he was coming to a conference. <laughs> it's a very unique, special opportunity for us to actually have Sean speaking to us. Okay? So I'm not playing big trumpets, but let's understand our day of visitation, if I can put it like that. And not, ah, oh, you know, I'll catch it up, you know, I'll, I'll get the download. No, you want to be in the environment and draw on the anointing. You know, we pray. Sorry, I'm going all over the show. Is it okay? Sorry, guys. We pray. We say, Lord, when people come on the property, may they experience you. You know, we pray this. Hmm. A 28-year-old from the States just getting his life sorted out. Last Sunday night, killed in a car accident here on Andrew Portgita. He just started coming to breakthrough. His life was so shifted and changed and turned around. His life was going in the wrong direction, completely shifted, and he was going for it in God. He said, there was something about being on this property and in this environment that caused a shift and a change inside of him. This guy had turned out multi-million dollar, not rand, dollar contracts to play sport in the United States. When he came on the property, something shifted and changed because he was in this environment. Guys, when we pray, we say, Lord, would you cause a shift and a change in lives? He's doing it. But it's not, oh Lord, change their hearts. Oh Lord, change my heart. And um, so he's... Family flew in from the States. Daryl and I met with them yesterday. Uh, and they're just saying, man, you know, I know that he was new among, among Breakthrough, but we want to honor what God was doing in this place. Please, can we do the, the memorial here? And, uh, you know, these are, these are profound things that the Lord causes a shift and a change. So we want to draw on, on the anointing that the Lord is releasing. And particularly now as we think about this next weekend and we're saying, Lord, would you pour out your spirit? What do you think he's going to do? When you say, Lord, let there be a double, let there be a double portion, what do you think he's going to do? Come on, think about Elijah and Elisha and a double portion anointing. What do you think he's going to do? So we come with hearts that are full of expectation, drawing from the Lord. That's faith. Yeah? So, we good? All right. So, we, we noted last week 
that if we don't have the correct heart attitude mindset, we can actually undermine and sabotage God's plans and purposes to release blessing and favor and increase upon us. Is that right? So we, we looked at the whole thing of a poverty mentality that sometimes people actually embrace an identity that rejects the Lord's blessing. You know, it happens in, in such tiny little ways. Okay, can I be open and transparent? So last Sunday, i am just spent time sharing the message. And um, we just got the news that Lisa's dad had passed. And so Daryl says, hey man, can we help you and bless you with a bunch of meals? And I was going to say, hey, no problem, we've got this, we're okay. Until the message started preaching to me. It's kind of like, hang on, wait a minute. There's a blessing coming, don't reject the blessing. You know, there's a, there's a blessing in giving and receiving. And when we don't receive, we are hindering other people from being able to get a blessing. All right, take that as an amen from the Lord then. We spoke about a perception of humility, which seems to endorse and advocate that it's more spiritual to be poor. We, we spoke about the fact that it's got roots in Gnosticism, which separates out this evil, wicked world from an age to come, and that everything of this world is terrible and to be avoided. You cannot enjoy anything. But you know, God created the world and he said, it is good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of us, we've got this pendulum reaction against the prosperity gospel. And when prosperity is all about self and selfishness, of course, yes. But prosperity with a purpose, when it's tied to kingdom purpose, of course the Lord wants to release he said, be fruitful, multiply, increase, expand. That's the blessing, the original blessing in the garden. All right? And he said, hey guys, I'm going to be with you even to the end of the age. Now listen, all authority in heaven on earth has been given to me. Now I'm giving it to you. Now listen, keep it to yourself and stay in a little cave. No, he said, listen, I want you guys to spread out, increase, enlarge, expand, multiply, be fruitful. Jerusalem, Judea, some area, and to the ends of the earth. Okay. Sometimes we've got tainted belief systems. We've got filters, how we see wealthy people. You know, we think that they, they got it through an incorrect tender or something. And we, 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 we kind of like, hey, no, 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 don't we? No, we need to adjust our filters, see people accurately. It's always a matter of the heart. You know, the Lord wants to bless you. It's always about the heart. Don't confuse the equation. You see, the world wants to do it in such a way that says you love money and you trust in riches. Riches, definition, is money that's working for you. When you take money, which is different from wealth, 
money and you invest money, it turns into riches, it gains. Money works for you, the increase is called riches. Different from wealth. Wealth is lands, livestock, buildings, factories, means of production, your business. That's generating wealth. Different from money. The Bible deals with these things differently. Right? So when you, when you trust in your money that's working for you, which is what the world does, they trust in their pension schemes or whatever it is. You know what? The systems of this world, very vulnerable. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. We do not put our trust in it. That's the whole issue is trust. Okay? We don't use God to get more money. We use money to increase the worship of God across the planet. We're not using God so that I can be more comfortable. That was the problem with the prosperity gospel was I need a bigger house, a bigger car, a bigger something or the other. And as how do I use God and I use the techniques of faith so I can get more? That's an abomination. We're not, we're not serving God so we can get stuff. No, we use the stuff he gives us that we can worship him. It's completely the other way around. Right? So he wants to bless us. He wants to pour out prosperity and abundance. But it's for the sake of the kingdom. It's never about your empire. It's all about the heart. Right? So money is a really powerful thing. It will always exaggerate what's in our hearts. Okay? You cannot serve God and mammon, money. Similar translation. But the mammon is referring, it's an Aramaic term, of a spiritual entity, entity like, a, like a spiritual being that they would worship. It was like, like Baal was the, the god of fertility and increase, the god of rain. Right? So... Mammon was the, the spirit behind money that caused people to do all sorts of crazy things, right? People kill over money, do all kinds of wicked things. It's not for the piece of paper, but it's for the power that's associated with that, correct? And so it's this, this, this thing that we need to be aware of that there's a power that, that is activated if we align ourselves with it. But we do not align ourselves, you serve God or mammon. Oh, we're not going to serve that. In fact, we're going to take that, we're going to redeem it, and we're going to serve God with it. That which the world wants to use to serve mammon. Yep. Right now, lots of people are off at the mammon temple. If you thought our parking lot was full, go to Clearwater Mall. Mammon temple. Temples devoted to making more money. And people, like, I mean, shopping's not a bad thing. Every now and then, men, every now and then, go with your wives. Do your marriage the world of good. Okay? But if there are things in our hearts, whether it be greed, the, the, 
the lust for more things, low self-worth, pride, the, the full gamut of him, whatever's there, money will exaggerate. You know, some of the people who got the most money are the most miserable, miserable people on the planet. And their money is just inflated their unhappiness. Okay. So, just a, a couple of quick warnings here from Timothy. First Timothy chapter 6, starting from verse 5 talking about people who always cause trouble. Their minds are corrupt. They've turned their backs on the truth. To them, a show of godliness is just a way to become wealthy. Yeah. In other words, he's talking about people who are using God to get money. Right? It's not talking about us. He's talking about people with the wrong heart. Okay? Okay? Good. We want to agree with this. Yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. So we see that the, the thing here is contentment. Are we content with God? We're content with what he's given to us. Because we are good stewards, we're working well, we're looking after the things he's entrusted to us. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. True? So true. So true. If we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long can fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. Okay? It's about this, this longing. It's the heart thing. That's when you get into destruction. Right? For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Note, it doesn't say money is the root of all kinds of evil. It doesn't say that. It says the love of it's the love of, it's when your affections are going after mammon instead of your affections going after God. If your affections are going after God, then you can use money correctly. Money is not bad, wicked, evil. It's what's in your heart and what's your relationship towards money. If you are living just to get more money, you're going to go down a wrong path. That's what Paul is writing to Timothy about. He's saying, dude, be careful, and in fact, warn those, warn those who've got a lot that they must do good with their money. It doesn't say, you know, they can't have money. It says, watch your hearts and warn the people that they must watch their hearts. That's the point of what we're doing today. Right? We're not saying you are wicked, evil people if you have lots of money. All right, come on, we dealt with that poverty thing last week. All right, now we're just underlining the fact that our hearts must be right. Okay, some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and have pierced themselves with many sorrows. Okay, so it's that craving thing. So teach those, from verse 17, teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money which is so unreliable. Come on, have you seen the rand? It's like a jolly yo-yo. It's unreliable. Okay? Their trust should be in God, 
who richly gives us all we need for our enjoyment. Can you underline that somehow? Who richly, come on. In other words, he is extravagant. And God, our extravagant father, is wanting to richly give us all. Can you say all? All that we need. Just so you can survive with a dick back? Can I say that? Is that right? Okay. Just got to check my Afrikaans translation sometimes. No, it's not just that we walk around looking like we've been baptized in lemon juice because we are believers. No, no. He gives us all that we need for our enjoyment. Come on. That completely goes against the poverty mentality. It completely goes against the false sense of humility that we should have nothing, we should enjoy nothing, that, you know, it's just one set of clothes, live in a tiny little hovel. No, we should enjoy things. I'm not making this up, it's in the Bible. Come on. We, we need to see that there's a fine line. There's a fine line and the Holy Spirit wants us to navigate this fine line. We're not going into some kind of extreme nonsense where we think it's all about us. And when we're not falling into the other trap, which kind of like, you know what? No, thank you. And we reject the blessings of God. So talking to rich people, tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. What's the point? The point is God is giving you an abundance so that you can be a blessing to others. The blessings of Abram goes right back to the beginning, the father of faith. The Lord said to him, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. Same thing here. We are blessed in order to be a blessing and to share with others. By doing this, they will be storing up their treasure as a good foundation for the future so that they may experience true life. This is the most phenomenal thing here. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, Do not store up treasure on earth. There's moth, there's rust. There's thieves breaking and steal. There's the tax man. There's corruption. All kinds of things. So don't try and store up here on earth. But do command, store up treasure in heaven. It's talking about money. As we, here we can see in 1 Timothy 6, as we give to others, we are storing up treasure in heaven. All right. What's he doing? Paul is saying, Timothy, I've got a little inside revelation for you. You want it? This is a nugget. 
you can take it with you. Think about it. You can take it with you. How? Not in the coffin. No. You send it ahead in advance. Talk about an intergalactic financial transaction. When you give to others, you are making a deposit into your treasures in heaven bank account. And it's there waiting for you when you get to the other side. That's how we store up treasure in heaven. Some of you kind of, oh, I thought treasure in heaven was leading people to Jesus. You know, helping old ladies cross the street. You know, just picking up litter. You know, doing acts of kindness. Look, do those things. But biblically, the way to store up treasure in heaven is through financial transactions of giving and being generous with your money. And it's a command. Don't do it on earth. Do it for heaven. Come on, heaven's a long time. You don't want to arrive there, platzak. All right. Time is gone. And I'm just about to get where we were going to start. Roughly translated, that's enough. So let's stand. When you hear that beeping, just know that the angels are just more coming to the They just signify that they cannot be religious I'm sorry guys I just I just I just don't do religion well sorry just too naughty for that my dad tried anyway Lord you're the one who knows all things you're the one who tests hearts You're the one who's working to shape us, mold us, transform us into your image. That our lives may bring you glory here on earth and for all eternity. Thank you, Lord. You don't leave us clueless as to what we should do with regards to Money, or riches, or wealth. But you bring great clarity because you want us to do well. Thank you, Lord, you are breaking off chains of poverty, small-mindedness. You're also breaking off the chains of greed, Pride, false trust in things that will fail. Are you giving to us the revelation 
of what it is that we might truly succeed for eternal life. That you're calling us to be generous, to live lives of generosity. That you are aligning our hearts, you're preparing us for this double portion. That we might know that it is from you and it is for you. It's all, everything is about you. Everything. The way we live our lives and the way we steward that which you entrust to us, it's for you and about you. So Holy Spirit, would you be at work in us over these next few days, shaping us more and more and causing us to see things as they truly are. Thank you, Lord. You're bringing us into a place of greater freedom and greater usefulness for the kingdom. That we can be truly free, not trapped by anything. So, Lord, we ask for the double portion. Let there be increase in our lives and through our lives. May we be found good and faithful servants that we might enter into the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. So we give you praise, Lord. We give you praise. Can we just thank him for his abundance, for his increase. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.